everybody and welcome to this episode of The Heart Podcast. James Rudd here. Today it's a slightly different episode and I'm delighted to be joined by the media manager of the British Heart Foundation, Greg Jones. Greg and I discuss the importance of engaging with the public about your research into heart and vascular disease, how you go about doing that, and also how you go about getting your research covered in the media and the benefits of doing that. I hope you enjoy the show. Greg, many thanks for joining us. Thanks very much, James. Lovely to be with you. And Greg, you've just given a really interesting session uh, at the BCS conference all about why it's important for cardiovascular researchers to engage both with the public and with the media. Can you talk a little bit, first of all, about the differences between those two things? Sure, and I think it's not just for people working in the field of cardiovascular health. We're talking about anyone who does research or, or in fact, works in the world of health, I suppose, more generally. But, but yeah, I think the one of the key differences um, between, I suppose, media work, uh, as people tend to view it, and public engagement um, is that media is, is very much about something that is new. So for them, the event is normally the fact that it's a piece of research that's just been published or it's being presented at a conference such as the BCS. Whereas with public engagement, what you're really doing is you're telling people how the science is done. So media, it's what have we found? Public engagement is how have we actually gone about finding that? And I think that the, the really important thing there is that is actually bringing people along with a bit of an understanding of how research is done. And it's by doing that that you can actually get people to really support and be interested in, in science and in research. And what are the ways that we have uh, for engaging with, uh, let's say, the public? So there's you know a really diverse um, set of ways that, that you can do it. So from the kind of grandest scale you might get involved in big public engagement events so um, for for us uh, in London we've got things like the Royal Society's Summer Science Exhibition which is a fantastic week-long event inviting people from all sorts of institutions to come in and, and talk to the public about you know the research that they're kind of working on so that's a you know a week-long day after day chatting to hundreds thousands of people and each of them coming and finding out about your research and and being curious about what you're doing um, that can be a bit labor intensive obviously for for those who don't have a lot of time but those are fantastic ways of having those conversations with people scaling it down a, a, just a little bit um, something that we really like to do at the bhf is actually just talk to our staff about the research because it's clear that we've got a, a big organization that covers our shops and stores all around the country through to the people who are actually making decisions on research funding. Um, not everybody has a science background, not everybody actually understands the research that the BHF is funding even if they're working there. So we find it's really important just to talk to our staff about it and that's often true at any institution. You've got people there who may not be that close to it and if you have an opportunity to do it, it does give people a much closer um, relationship to the organisation that they work in. They then start to really understand why they work there and, and the, the amazing work that's going on. So. That's another really important piece of engagement work that we do. But I think moving into something that is much more achievable for, for most people, things like social media. Uh, and I think that using Twitter, using LinkedIn, whatever it might be that is your particular way of communicating with people, sharing things that you've read, 
talking about research that you think is interesting, talking a little bit about your own research, when you're publishing, things that you're getting up to. All of these are really simple ways of beginning those conversations and, and starting that engagement with people. And I think it's very important with, with public engagement that it is about having a conversation. A lot of media tends to be consumed by watching somebody doing an interview or reading an article. It's very one way, whereas public engagement allows you to have that conversation. I know people can be a little bit nervous about things like Twitter, um, but of course you do have all sorts of checks and barriers in place to mean that if you have got people who are causing trouble, there are things that you can do. So you shouldn't be too scared about getting involved in these things. And as, as I say, a large funder of cardiovascular research in the UK, has a focus on public engagement been important for, for a long time or is this something that's really come along in the last five, five or ten years? I think at the BHF certainly um, a recognition that we are supported entirely by the generosity of the public and they really need to understand how we're spending that money. So it's become clearer and clearer that although we've done media work for a very long time and that's been an excellent way of showing people some of the outputs of the research they're supporting, there's an increasing um, sense of uh, wanting to know a bit more about how that research is actually carried out and how it's done. And also to show that um, cardiologists, researchers, they're people with stories and with all sorts of different interests and it's not just this sort of, you know, white male kind of cracking on with things. Uh, it's a hugely diverse group of people with all sorts of different passions. And they can really bring the research to life in ways that, as a comms team, we can only do so much. And I think people find that hearing those authoritative voices and hearing from the people who are actually conducting the work, it makes such a difference to their understanding of what's going on. So we've found sort of over the last few years that there's been a, a greater interest in, in, in us actually going out and talking to people. And I think that that's now reflected in the fact that we actually have a team dedicated to public engagement and specifically delivering that. And when you do have uh, an exciting new piece of BHF funded research, Greg, and you need to sell it to the folks in the media to get some, some really valuable media coverage, what are the ways you do that, apart from obviously having a fantastic, exciting research project? Are there ways that perhaps you can advise researchers that they can help you with that? Uh, what's the role of the university's uh, press office? Um, how, how, do they, how do those things all work together at the BHF in particular? So that's a really, really good question. So generally, because when we're doing our media work, the key moment is that publication date. That's pretty much when the journalist wants to be writing the story, it's really important for researchers to, to let their press offices, their funders, know about upcoming research that's been accepted as soon as they can. So once you know that it's being uh, published, once you've got the kind of acceptance, um, that's the point really that you should start letting the relevant people know, whether that's myself or whether it's your institute. So that's the kind of key thing is having that time to then look at the research and saying what is the story here and is this something that we think actually would really garner interest or is very important for us to put out there i think the first mistake that's made at this point is that people make the decisions themselves that the media won't be interested in it and i think we always try and tell people that they shouldn't assume that and not only might they be thinking the media is not interested in that the media is not just the daily mail the sun the times um, 
there's a huge number of, of trade publications, there's a huge number of specific journals, all of which are interested in covering breakthroughs. Um, you know, there, there are so many different places these days where you can have your, the findings of your research placed in places, uh, sorry, placed in publications that are not directly the journal that you're publishing in. So it's always a really good, um, a good thing to, to, to let the press offices try and make those decisions about how um, they think it's best to actually communicate that particular piece of research. So letting them because they are the experts when it comes to the media, letting them have a look at the research and then make those decisions and working with them. So I think the first step is obviously letting people know as soon as possible, trusting them to make those decisions. And then it's very much about making sure that you have the, uh, that you're aware that you have the opportunity to, to really feed into the process. So the teams will always make sure that you have an opportunity to check things, sign things off. And ultimately, they all want to make sure that you get the story right. You know, they want something that is accurate. And so they will all work together uh, to make sure that the finished product that goes to those journalists is a true representation of that research, but that also it has the right angle that's going to garner the maximum amount of interest. Typically, that means we want it to have some sort of clinical relevance. You know, how close is this to actually impacting patients? Um, but that isn't always the case. Sometimes there's some sort of quirky angle in there. So uh, going back to my days working at Cancer Research UK, we had a, a particular chemotherapy agent which was taken from a type of sponge in the ocean and it was derived from that and if you look at things like sulforaphane which is potentially um, in development for um, improving outcomes for stroke patients that's found in things like broccoli so all sorts of interesting places where suddenly a broccoli pill I mean this is the the headline you can imagine it's already um, broccoli pill prevents stroke all of those sort of slight angles that give you something a little bit different those are all the sorts of things that we tend to look for brilliant well i think that's a fabulous uh, overview of uh, how to engage uh, better with the public and with uh, the media thanks very much for your time greg and uh, i think we should all go out there and make sure that we do engage early with our funders and with our university uh, pr departments thank you very much indeed for your time thanks very much james mm -hmm.